your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Time now to ease into the weekend with our Friday morning coffee break and delighted to have in the studio Carl Daly, man of finance and charity and we'll get to that in a moment. Hannah Quinn Mulligan, journalist and farmer, is on the line as is Anne Cronin of Limerick Cycle Bus and Limerick Cycling and you're all very welcome. Now, really fascinated by this story uh, this week that a couple's wedding day is turning into a nightmare after the groom's family have refused to accept their one rule, Carl. (laughs) And the couple who are a few months out from the big day, they had decided to implement a child-free wedding. Cue war, pandemonium (laughs) and... Tension. Pandemonium and tension and threats. And threats. Yeah. We, I'm not going. We ain't coming. Unless the kids are allowed to come yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at it. From it, close it, family. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, look at it. You wonder, are there underlying tensions anyway before this started? Uh, look at that. It's a hard one to call. I mean, I, I can see, um, I can see both sides. I can see the sides of the wedding couple because um, it's a long time now since I got married. It's quite a while ago. Um, it's one thing having kids at the church or whatever and that kind of stuff. But then later on in the evening, it, it, it can get a bit messy, can get a bit messy. But families are families. And, and I mean, if, if you have any Italian blood in you, you'd be, you know, everyone's welcome. It's a it's a celebration. It's a family celebration. Kids should be there. Why not? So look, at it. hard one to call, but there are arguments on both sides. Right. Hannah, what do you reckon? Well, I have personal experience of this because my mother ha- got married a few years ago in Italy and it was a very small wedding. There's only about 30 people. But she insisted on a child-free wedding. And like your couple, there was tensions. But actually, once everyone had child-minding sorted out and the parents got out to Italy, they had the best time ever. No kids lounging by a pool um, the party was great crack. There was no kids to mind. Um, there are benefits to child-free weddings, I would have to say. But then again, I have been uh, previously a flower girl as a little girl, and it is one of the best memories I ever have I had as a seven-year-old um, child. So, look, I think it maybe depends on the scale of the wedding. I think, you know, my mother was obviously a bit older. It was a smaller wedding. Um, but, yeah, a lot of considerations taken together, but it is really good fun. Right, but is it countercultural in an Irish context do you think? I mean, are the vast majority of weddings still welcoming of children? I think the vast majority of weddings have too many people at them, Irish weddings. I mean, you have 150, 200 people there and you actually know everyone. It's a bit like inviting all your Facebook friends. I don't know really the last time I saw half people that I'm friends with on Facebook. (laughs) It's a bit like that for an Irish wedding. Like, why are you paying for the entire parish to get drunk? (laughs) <laughs> because the, the difficulty is that, as you know, in many parts of Ireland, I mean, Donegal, for example, you know, 400 is a normal wedding up there. Yeah. Because the, the view is you will insult people. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, they'll be saying like 10 years later to you, you know, I heard you got married. When was that? Oh, I wasn't that. Uh, it's, that's so, so petty. Like 20, you're paying 20 grand for a wedding in a time when there's a housing crisis. And not to put it in direct context to that, but if you're 20 grand to put on a deposit for a house, at 20 grand for a wedding. Look, depends on the couple. If you're the type of couple that likes a big party, fire ahead. But um, 
and I personally, uh, it'll be very small. <laughs> Joe, you, you might not be on the wedding list. Oh, thanks. If, if I ever get married. <laughs> That's great, Hannah. <laughs> well, put me in my box, so why don't you? James, huh? um, I was having a good morning so far. Uh, what, uh, what about you, Anne? Um, I just think it's a bit hilarious, Joe. Um, as somebody who's never had the misfortune of trying to organise a wedding, um, I do think the the family's reaction was a bit over the top. Now, equally, it does sound like it became a real a real issue, like for the couple, um, because in this article, he's asking Mum's net, uh, uh, you know, what should I do? Should I? intervene here with my family again and tell them to... St- because that, I think that's what the, the bride was asking him to do, was like, I don't want your family to even talk to me about this. So it does sound like it kind of went to this extreme level. But in the main, I think, if you know a couple is getting married and they want this kind of wedding, then they're kind of entitled, they're paying for it, it's their party, it's their day. Um, Are they, equally, I mean, is, it it not, is, is it not ultimately a family gig? And you know, fa- with, is, with, yeah. with families generally come children. Kids, for sure. And like that would be the kind of the position I would have in it. Like I did say to my other half and my kids yesterday, what do you think of this? And they were like, oh my God, how could you have a wedding without kids? Mm-hmm. And I kind of do agree with that because it is a family occasion. But also I do think if you're paying for a party and you're paying for a date, you kind of have the right to decide which way it goes. You know? And I suppose the counterpoint that, to that is that, you know, people are entitled not to come then. Well, if you don't want yeah, my children, I'm not going. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has the right to say yes or no. To so, things, Hannah, so. I'm refusing to attend your wedding. In adv- if only I got that in, oh, if only I got you, that in first <laughs> before you. you withdrew the uh, imaginary invitation. And, <laughs> but what, that's, what, that's very considerate of you. Thank, thank you, you, thank you. Well, I, but, but Carl, you know, seriously, I, I mean, you know, adults are entitled to make their own call. too. Then, okay, well, fair enough. We would just won't go. Yeah, and that's the, that's the danger. What'll happen is if the parents don't go, of the the, the groom or the other people won't go, you know, neighbours, etc. They'll say, oh, we heard the family's not going, maybe we won't go. So, yeah, it, that could actually get totally out of hand now if it's not handled. I think um, a bit of bad PR going on here. I mean, even the fact that it's got to the papers, it's it's gone a long way. So I can't, I can't see yeah. how they're going to get out of it. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's what will happen. You'll have other people saying, well, we're not going to go. So if the kids can't be there. Yeah. So, so yeah. So there could one. be five people at the wedding. Uh, could be very, yeah. They, they might get their wish. It might be it very, might be very quiet, small. Yes, very uh, quiet wedding. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, time of year, actually, and we spent uh, the last couple of weeks, Carl, chatting a bit about people's mental health. You mm. know, start of the year, you know, doing the the health check stuff, and and all of that. And I know it's always a big time of the year for you and and for the charity work that you do. Yeah, look at it is. Um, so so. What I'm getting onto here is we have our gig tonight in Dolan's Music for Mental Health. It's actually instalment number five. Um, originally, it was to be a one-off. Um, and it all emanated from from spotting Limerick Suicide Watch on the river. And I didn't know who they were back in 17, 18. <coughs> excuse me. And inquiring as to what they were doing. And um, 
so then it, it went from there we decided to help them and the work they do we came up with this idea of a music gig um, but look at I always, your question brings me back to Emma Langford she was the first person I approached about taking part in this event and she said just that um, you know, Christmas can be a tough time for people if things aren't going well in your life, maybe with family, etc. It can be difficult everybody being together in the one place. It's not all, you know, Walton's family. Uh, and then after that, you're facing into January, which is a pretty bleak month. It's dark. You're getting up in the morning. It's dark. You're going home in the evening. It's dark. Um, you may, you may, you know, you're broke. Um, so, you know, if it can be a very difficult time. So what we do is we try just to highlight it. Like, I've said this to people, we, we don't cure anything, we probably don't fix anything, but we just put the spotlight on mental health and create that bit of awareness. And the fact that we can all get together in a venue like Dolan's, you know, tonight is actually 25 tickets left out of 380. That was at half nine this morning, so I think it'll virtually be sold out. So even from a COVID perspective, having 300 and odd people in a room together, there'll be good feelings. We've got great entertainment from them. There'll be positive messages put out. We're supporting three charities this time around. Limerick Suicide Watch, uh, Corpus Christi, who do fantastic work in my Ross. They're, they're more than a school. And then Blue Box. Blue Box do children's therapy. And they work in places like Corpus Christi. So look, I think... Um, it, it, there seems to be a, a, you know, a pandemic out there of, of mental health. We were hearing it every day and lots of younger people, social media has been blamed, COVID is being blamed, pressure at college and school has been blamed. You know, nobody knows what's really behind it. So, but, so if they go to dolans.ie, there's some Yeah, go on to dolans.ie. The last few tickets are there and we'd love to welcome you along. It's going to be fantastic now. We've got great lineup. Uh, the big one is Pashi. He was the lead singer of Walking on Cars is playing for us. We've got Leah, the soprano again. So we've got loads. Joyce, young student. We've got a huge thing. We've got the UL Academy of Music and Dance. Helen Phelan organised that with Matthew Noon. They're coming out. Um, we've got people from Clare and we've got... Oh, sorry. The show has been kicked off by a bunch of our friends from the Ukraine. So there's a bunch of people coming in to play uh, from the Radisson that are living around. So look, great night ahead. Go Fantastic. Well, listen, fair play to you, Carl Daly. I know it's something you're really committed to and it's amazing to think it's been going on already for that long and another big night in store at Dolan's. So we're in the middle of our Friday morning coffee break and Carl Daly's with me in the studio and on the line we have Anne Cronin and Hannah Quinn Mulligan. And uh, I have to say, Hannah, there were... So many Irish nominations at the Oscars this week that I was a bit surprised I didn't get one myself. I mean, they were coming from, from every corner. What are you talking about? They're British. Did you not see that uh, Paul Messel was the well, repatriate? I'm, so I'm so glad you raised that because you worked for the BBC in I did London. <laughs> and, and what I'd love to know about it, Hannah, is because I have a theory here, right? And it's a slightly dangerous theory to um, propagate in Ireland they just don't have a clue that like they don't understand the difference between Irish and British people in general in London. And so some BBC person just didn't, it wasn't a studied insult. They just assumed we were all part of the same happy family. Kind of. Well, I kind of really think that that's, that's a mark of that you've made it. Like when, when the British want to own you, <laughs> that, that, like that, that you, that you've made it in some way. Like, oh no, Ireland, Ireland doesn't exist. Um, I have a funny story. I'll make it as short as possible. I was working on an investigative documentary and it had, uh, it was, it was about a police service in, in England and they were very scared of the IRA infiltrating the, uh, the information they were gathering about this investigation. 
So uh, what they refused to have the servers that they all the rushes, all the material um, that was being recorded on. The servers weren't allowed to be in Ireland. Usually the contract says Ireland or England. Their servers had to be in England and this huge fuss was made. A lot of money was paid out. But <laughs> the thing was, we were all in a locked editing suite and there were nine people there. And on St. Patrick's Day in the centre of London, we were all watching <laughs> so the St. Patrick's Day parade happened in Dublin live and all standing for hour on the scene because the five out of the nine of us were all Irish. Working on this. <laughs> Working on See, this top secret documentary. Oh, and that is beyond funny. But, 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 but it also makes me wonder, I mean, did it, did, like, were you asked, was there, was there a, a general knowledge of your Irishness when you were working there? I, it's funny because people in Ireland think I'm English and people in England definitely think I'm Irish. So uh, there is, um, they, they did know me as the Irish girl. Uh, definitely I was known right. as the Irish girl. And I was asked to pronounce things, how do you pronounce things like Tornishta? Like I had a very important newsreader who shall remain nameless come over and ask me how to pronounce Tornishta and Taoiseach properly and well, things well, like at, that. At least they but were making that because there was a long time tried. when they wouldn't care less. They wouldn't even use yeah. the expression Taoiseach or Tornishta on the BBC. So it, I suppose that's that's an advance in uh, in ways. Um, yeah. And and Cronin, I mean... Are you excited about this from a creative point of view? Banshees of Inishiran and on Colleen Kuhn and lots of other things. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's on now, isn't it? It's this frantic to, uh, franticness to try and get to see as many of them as I can. The movies. The big day. Yeah, the see, movies. See, the Oscars work, do. don't they? Because we're all trying to do that now. <laughs> oh, they yeah. do, yeah. I mean, I started watching, well, I finished After Sun and it's such an excellent movie. I mean, Paul Mescal really thoroughly deserves um, an Oscar nod for his portrayal of his dad. <laughs> I wonder, is he Irish? He's very, very Irish. And I think um, he's playing a Scot, though, in this movie. Mm. Um, and does it really, really well and portrays a young parent, a young male parent um, on holiday with his daughter, which is something we don't see, you know, a lot of in movies. But it's really, really good. And a very kind of nuanced look at um, I suppose mental health and the difficulties that we experience and how our kids might see that when they are kids and then how it translates into later life. But it's such a good movie. I really want to see on Colleen Kuhn. The book is excellent. So it's, it's Have you seen The Banshees? No, I haven't seen The Banshees. Has so anyone, have you seen The Banshees, Carol? Did you see The Banshees, Hannah? I have it downloaded onto... Uh, I have it downloaded. Sure, we can all I say that. I have, it, I have it downloaded as well, but I haven't watched it either. It's on the list. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, like, some people absolutely love it. I mean, Anne-Marie, I know our producer, thinks it's wonderful. Absolutely fantastic movie. She'll be staying up all night watching um, all the Oscars that they'll be getting. Um, but I, I haven't seen it. And those who have some who have... I don't know, you know, but what will we know about it? I think we'll just have to watch it, Joe. It's that simple because it's got so many nods. We have to. Yeah. Put, I think one thing about it actually, and I loved it, was seeing Barry Keown get a nod because he's such a fantastic young Irish actor. And again, a great backstory. You know, somebody whose mum died early, been through the care system, and has really, really shone. You know, since he's gone into acting, so fantastic. Yeah. We just have to all watch it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Carl, there was yesterday, and we were t- covering this prominently, there was an open letter sent to the Limerick leader by 87 mm. doctors and consultants connected to University Hospital Limerick. 87 of them. 
got yeah. together and signed this on the situation at the emergency department and demanding action. What did you make of that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's damning. You know, like we all have our opinions and we know there's been issues out in the hospital for a long time. I mean, this is new. You know, Limerick and like the, the trolley crisis is one part of it and Limerick has always been at the, the front of that. You know, every time it's on any news item, UHL gets mentioned, which is terrible. It's bad for it's bad for everything, the region, the area. But uh, when you have your own people, these are the people that are in within the establishment. Who have treated us yeah. or will treat us, yeah. if you and see what I mean. Yeah, and they're obviously afraid that they cannot carry out their work, you know, to, to its utmost. And that's why they've done that. I mean, getting a... These guys are educated people. They've gone through college. They've taken years and years to get qualified. So, so they're, they're expert at what they do. And if they're willing to put pen to paper about this issue, it's serious. Mm. Um, uh, Hannah, do you think that they're building up between the protests last weekend and, you know, the ongoing campaigns and now this letter, which is very hard to ignore, a head of steam that will create action, where it is quite clear that Limerick, all the way back to reconfiguration, I, I don't think anyone would argue with this, needs more than other parts of the country right now or as quickly as possible to rectify this situation definitely but i think what's unfortunate is how the population density of the midwest region has been underestimated and how the needs of the midwest region have been underestimated and the population growth as well in terms of all the companies that have come here and attracted employment especially young young people coming to the area and it's just kind of a searing indictment of lack of government vision, which is really, really, really unfortunate. And it's not just in healthcare. The healthcare situation has been brewing away for ages and anyone could have seen the writing on the wall. But even, say, public services, even like transport, it's just incredible that we only have a bus service in the city. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, Dublin seems to think it's all that, but it really isn't now. You know, the government needs to look around and see that there are other cities that need infrastructure and need support whether it's in uh, whether it's transport or whether it's healthcare, and um it's, it's just very unfortunate yeah. and and it's in dublin's interest of course because if the more attractive we make the rest of the country and the more people stay in that, those parts of the country or move to other parts of the country the less pressure will be on dublin itself now i know there are dynamics around capitals the world over that come into that too but at the same time it's an ongoing debate and we will not be letting the emergency department issue go i can tell you um mm. you know, other media may well have moved on but for us it's you know a terribly personal thing for everybody in limerick one way or the other and certainly for our listeners, so we won't forget that. Well, thank you very much on the line to Anne Cronin from Limerick Cycle Bus and Limerick Cycling Campaign, uh, farmer and journalist Hannah Quinn Mulligan, and Carl Daly, um, uh, who has the big night tonight at Dolan's. Don't forget that for a very good cause that we touched on um, earlier, dolans.ie, for the few remaining tickets. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We'll